0: Hi, I'm Tasha Cochran, a former lawyer turned entrepreneur. A few years ago, I could never have dreamed that I could walk away from my legal career to run my own business, but I've done exactly that. And now I'm on a mission to help you do it too. Imagine doing interesting work in your comfy pants, being fully present as a parent without the guilt while still paying yourself an income that makes your big dreams a reality. Oh, hello, Hawaii vacay. Yes, that can be your life. Here on the Wealth Life Balance Podcast, I share the real talk, practical tips, and behind-the-scenes strategies that you need to help you build your freedom business so that you can live your best life on your terms. Now let's make it happen. Hello and Happy New Year. By the time you hear this episode, we will be in 2021 setting our goals Looking forward to a brand new year, ready to hit the ground running. So I'm recording this episode on December 31st, and I'm already in New Year mode, right? Like as soon as the holidays pass and we're in that week that's between Christmas and New Year's, it's that time. You feel that energy that it's time to start new and big things. And I know that for you, that new big thing is going to be finally growing your freedom business. And so that's why I'm so excited about today's episode, because I get to reflect really on my own journey as an entrepreneur, things that I did well, things that I didn't do so well, lessons that I've learned along the way and really put that together in a neat package for you as you're starting your business today. What things do I think are the most important? Which things do I think would move the needle the most if I was just starting my business from scratch today and looking to scale it to six figures and beyond so that I could leave my day job and work full-time in my business? So next week's episode, I'll be sharing my goals for 2021 and talking about how I plan to grow our business from multiple six figures into a seven figure business over the course of 2021, which of course I'll be sharing here on the podcast along the way through monthly income reports, which (laughs) I'm still very nervous about, but you know, this is what it takes to run a business this year. It's going to happen the same way, whether or not I share it and why not share the journey. So Let's take it back to the beginning. And I want to talk a little bit about how I actually built my business and some of the issues with the way I built my business that I would not recommend if you were just starting a business. Don't do these things. This is a quick list of don't do these if you were just starting out. After I share my business mishaps, my what not to dudes, then I'm going to share six strategies that I would use right now if I was just starting out today. So let's talk about the things that I absolutely did wrong, that they not to do if you're just starting your business in 2021. So number one, when I started One Big Happy Life, I had no clear profit plan in place. And I talk about this in episode one, where I talk about the story of One Big Happy Life. I was an accidental entrepreneur. I had no idea what I was doing. And so I kind of just hopped from thing to thing. And it's taken me several years to figure out what my ideal profit plan looks like. And I think when you're starting a business, there's no avoiding trial and error. Business really is trial and error. But if you spend some time really thinking through things, so if I had taken the time to come up with a profit plan to think about What kinds of products and offerings do I want to deliver? And what does that look like from a practical perspective? How many of these do I need to sell to have the kind of profits in my business that I need so that I can quit my day job? If I had asked myself those questions early on, oh my goodness, how much time that would have saved me. So that is my first not to do that I did, which was that I did not have a clear profit plan in place for my business. Secondly, I had no clue what I was doing. I spent a lot of time Googling and guessing and really trying to trial and error my way to a profitable business. And that wasted so much time. Now, what I really wish that I had done way back in the beginning was try my best to see if I could find some kind of comprehensive program that would help me build my business the right way from scratch. That's what I wish that I had done. But instead, I did a lot of trial and erroring and piecemealing. And I learned a lot of really valuable lessons along the way that I'll be sharing here on the podcast. And that obviously I share also with my clients inside of my Ascend coaching program. But That is definitely the slow and painful way to build a business, so I don't recommend that. Another thing that I did wrong was I started building an audience without having any idea who it was that I wanted to serve and what my ultimate goal was for my business. Now, again, when I started this business, I didn't realize that I was starting a business, and so to some extent, that makes sense. That's what happens when you just start doing a thing with no real direction, but what that did was it made me have to fix a lot of things later, have to course correct later. And there are plenty of things that I haven't even fixed yet. So if you go to our website, onebighappylife.com, you'll see that it still looks like a blog. It doesn't really reflect what our business looks like right now. And part of that is because I haven't had the time to revamp it. That's something that I'm looking to do in 2021. But if I had put more time into thinking about what is it that I ultimately want to accomplish with this business, then when I created that website, when everything that we did, all of the content we were creating, all of that would have had a better focus. And the problem with not having that clear focus and not having that clear vision for the audience that I wanted to serve was that my efforts weren't concentrated. And when you're working a nine to five and you're trying to build a business at the same time, every single bit of energy you have, every bit of work, you want that to be as targeted as possible to help you grow your profitable business. And because I did a lot of trial and error, I was really trying to figure out while I was doing it, what kind of business I wanted to start, that really did Slow down our business growth in the beginning. Once I started to get that clarity and that focus, then that made a huge difference in the amount of revenue that we were able to bring in in our business. So those are my not to dos. Those are the things in hindsight. I can tell you that I absolutely did wrong. So now let's get into the six strategies that I have for you to do in 2021 and beyond as you are growing your business. Tip number one is to spend some time thinking about what kind of business do you actually want to start? And one of the questions that you should ask yourself as you're thinking about the type of business that you want to start is what thing can I help people with that I am willing to commit to becoming excellent at. I believe that a commitment to excellent is essential for growing a successful business that can thrive for years and years and years to come. Now, that's not to say that you have to be excellent at what you do when you're just starting your business. You can absolutely start and grow into someone who is excellent at what they do. It's just in the beginning, your prices will be lower, but you want to choose a business where you are willing to devote the time to be excellent because when you are good at what you do, when you commit to excellence, you commit to growing and evolving your business over time. And that does a couple of things. So number one, you develop a reputation with people for being good at what you do. So people are going to want to work with you. Also, you get to charge premium prices because when you're good at what you do, you can charge more. And also, you know, the value that you bring to the table when you're working with clients. Also, you can stay at the forefront of your industry because you're always getting better at what you do. And when you decide in advance that you are going to be committed to being excellent at Whatever it is, whatever niche that you're starting your business in, you know that you are willing to devote the time and effort that it takes to grow a business in that particular industry. The second tip that I have for you, and it's one that you will hear me say over and over, is to find a business mentor to help guide you through creating your profitable business. There really is no reason to reinvent the wheel and to try to figure it all out on your own, because at the end of the day, you just don't know what you don't know. And even now, as I'm looking to scale my business to seven figures and multiple seven figures, I'm always on the lookout to see, okay, who is someone else that I can learn from? Who has gone before me? Who has done this before? that I can just take some time, buy their programs, learn from them, be mentored by them so that I can keep growing. Now, that's not to say that you won't innovate and show up as the CEO of your business as you are learning from people. Absolutely you will. It's just that you get that repository of information. You get someone who's been there to bounce ideas off of and then you take that information back to your business and you use it to grow your business quickly and a business that's strong with solid foundations and avoiding some of the mishaps, the pitfalls that you might otherwise fall prey to because You've never been there before. This is something brand new for you. And there are things that a mentor can teach you to help guide you around some of that to turbocharge your success. So I will always recommend having a mentor seeking out help So that you can learn things faster because we have a tendency when we're just starting out in our business to want to spend the least amount possible because we don't know whether or not this particular venture is going to be successful. And I totally get that. You want to make sure that You are making smart investments in your business, but what we have a tendency to do is substitute time for money. We say, we don't know if this business thing is going to work out, so we're just going to use this thing that feels abundant to us, this thing that we feel like we have a whole bunch of, which is time, when if we really think to ourselves, do we have an abundance of time? Absolutely not. The amount of time that we have available to us is finite. We don't know what that time amount is, but we know at some point our time will come to an end, whereas our money we can always go out and make more money, especially as entrepreneurs. And so if you're thinking, I don't know whether I want to invest in this because I don't know if it will be successful, your business will be successful as long as you commit to never giving up. Now, the form that it takes might ultimately change as you get more feedback and you tweak your business to become more and more profitable. But as long as you don't give up on your business, it will happen. So don't hesitate to invest in your business, yes, make smart investments. So make sure that you are investing in a mentor that has the kind of business that you want to have, has had success in business so that you can feel with a certain level of confidence that person can help support you in that leg of your journey. The third tip that I have is for you to have one-on-one conversations with the people in your audience early. In the beginning, I remember when I I was first getting started with my business, first making videos on YouTube. And because I already had some videos on YouTube, we had several hundred subscribers when we were first getting started. But I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, our audience is so small, our channel is so tiny. And I had to remind myself that, wow, that is seven or eight hundred people that. I could potentially reach with my message every single week, every single video that we put out. And the one thing that I didn't do back then that I really wish that I did was really get to know the people that were in our audience, like really know who they were and really understand how it was that we could help them really understand what they were struggling with, what it was that drew them to us and how we could help them. And it just gets harder and harder to have those close knit conversations with people as your audience gets bigger and bigger. Now, I am committed to having one-on-one conversations with people every single month in 2021 and beyond, but the way to get to those people, cause it's not like I could do 100 conversations with people a month, I could maybe do five 30 minute conversations with people. I wish I had started that years ago and just built it into the way that we do business. Now we've got to back out and figure out, okay, how are we going to make this happen? But the reason why it's so important to talk to people is to really understand people, especially if you are already an expert at what you do. It's the curse of expertise where we forget what it's like to be a beginner, to be someone that struggles with this problem, especially if it's not a problem that you struggled with. So One Big Happy Life, we teach people how to build wealth. I've never struggled with my money mindset. I've never struggled with feeling anxious about debt. I've always felt confident in my ability to build wealth. And so I don't fully understand what it's like to be a person that the idea of building wealth is foreign to them or where they feel a certain amount of uncertainty around their debt. And the only way for me to get that experience to me, for me to know what it's like to live that experience is to talk to people. So that's why I advise when your audience is smaller, make that effort to really get to know every single person in your audience. As you start growing your email list, email people when they respond respond back to them, have a dialogue and really make that personal connection with your people while you still can because it will come to a point where you can't respond to every DM, every email, every comment on social media. So enjoy this time when you're small and really use it as an opportunity to really get to know the people in your audience. It's really a beautiful time in your business when you're still smaller. So resist that urge to wanna grow, grow, grow and take advantage of the beauty of smallness so that you can build those really intimate relationships with the people in your audience. It will really improve the content that you put out. It will improve your offers because your offers will be better supported by actual data from real people who tell you exactly what it is that they need from you to help solve their problems. My fourth tip is to have a way for people to work with you from the very beginning. I don't care if it is An hour long consultation session from the very beginning. You want to have an offer out there that people can purchase from you because you want people to know that you can help them with their problems. Whatever particular problem it is that you solve, you want to make sure that people in your audience are aware that you have offerings and that you're here and ready and willing and able to help them with their problems. Also, The more comfortable you get putting out your offerings out there, the easier it will be for you to continue to sell your offerings as your packages get bigger and bigger. Now, I say it's totally fine to start out with individual hour long sessions, but over time you want to have larger offerings that can really create a bigger transformation in your client's lives because just talking to someone for an hour I don't know any big problems that can be solved in a single hour long conversation. The reality is that it takes multiple hours of work and effort and time to fix any major problem in our lives. So you're really doing your clients a disservice if you're just offering sort of one-off sessions. Like that's fine for very small questions, but ultimately I find that it's so much more fulfilling instead of answering single one-off questions, knowing that just answering one question won't truly solve someone's problems. I prefer to create offerings and I recommend that you create offerings that really do offer a transformation for your people. But starting with an hour long, one-on-one, totally fine. And what that will do is over time, you'll also develop your frameworks. You'll see the common questions that people have. You'll see where people get stuck more often than not, which will make it easier for you to develop group programs and courses and trainings down the line. It'll really help you hone in on your secret sauce, your special way of doing things and serving the people that are within your audience. Always, have some kind of offer that people can purchase from you. My fifth tip is to go beyond organic audience building strategies from the very beginning. Now, if you're not familiar with this term, organic traffic strategy, so basically there are two ways to build an audience. There's an organic way where you are creating your own content, you have your own website, you have your own social media platforms, and you are publishing content and letting search engine optimization and the the algorithms on the different social media platforms do the work for you and word of mouth and people sharing. It's very grassroots from the ground up building your own platform from scratch. And that's what most people start out with because, well, it's free. Again, this is that time versus money trade-off where you can spend your time creating content, building your own platform, and it doesn't quote unquote cost you any money because you're just spending time to do it. Of course, we know that time is valuable and time has a dollar amount attached to it. Now, the pros of organic traffic is, well, it's free, but the con is that you have zero control over those audiences and whether or not you're able to reach them at any given time, because it really depends on search engine optimization staying the same, you keeping your ranking. It also depends on the algorithm not changing and actually pushing your content out to your subscribers. So you don't really have control over organic audience building strategies. Now, I 100% believe that every single business should have a solid organic growth strategy. Absolutely. But I do think that it's important if you're just starting from scratch right now to go beyond organic traffic building strategies because they are just so slow. They take so long and it can be really discouraging and there are better ways. There are two other traffic types that you should use in addition to organic traffic strategies. The first is publicity and the second is paid traffic. So let's take a look at each of those starting with publicity. Publicity is one of the fastest ways to grow your audience and especially for free. So when I'm talking about publicity, I mean things like going in front of pre-existing audiences. So other people's audiences that could be in the form of doing a lesson, a, a live class inside of someone else's Facebook group. It could be going on someone else's podcast or video show that also includes being quoted in articles or going on news shows, speaking at events. All of those things are forms of publicity. It's getting in front of an audience of people who are interested in the topic that you are an expert in, and they become aware that you exist and that you can help them with whatever problem it is that you solve. What's so powerful about getting in front of these audiences is that they're already there and they're excited and looking forward to hearing from you also they're ready to see you as an expert because someone that they already know, like, and trust is telling them, hey, I found this awesome person. I want you to hear what they have to say because I think what they have to say is great. So that audience is already primed to see you as someone that they can trust and someone that can really help them with their problems. So they're more likely to want to seek you out and engage with you and become a part of your audience. So the pro of seeking out publicity is again, it is free. And these are audiences that are really excited to hear from you already. The con is you still don't have control. You don't have control of whether or not someone will actually let you come on their podcast or speak in front of their audience. So there's going to be some amount of extra time and work on your part to get that publicity. The second option for growing your audience beyond organic traffic strategies is using paid advertising. So paid promotions. The pros of paid advertising is that you can get in front of people right away. There's no gatekeeper, no algorithm that determines whether or not you will get in front of someone beyond paying. So it's basically, it's pay to play. You also don't have to pitch someone and hope that they'll say yes to you. You just need to create an ad and shoot it out to the right person. Now, the con of ads is that, well, they cost money and it can take some trial and error to get them right. But You can get in front of people and build an audience right away. Even if you are brand new in business, this is your very first piece of content. You absolutely can start putting ad spend behind it and start getting engagement, especially if you're looking on social media like Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube. So ads are a powerful way to grow your audience if you were starting from scratch. And so if I was starting from scratch today, I would start with just simple engagement ads, just sending my content out in front of the right people to get more and more people to know that I exist. And as of right now, it doesn't take a lot of money to get engagement on social. You can put in just a few dollars a day to just kickstart your account to get people to realize that you exist. It really does turbocharge your efforts. And the last strategy that I have for you today, if you were just starting your business in 2021, one thing that I recommend that you do is to hire a virtual assistant. Now I know that you might be like, Tasha, what? I'm just starting this business. I'm investing all of this money into coaching and these programs and a designer and getting things going What do you mean hiring a person before I'm actually even making any money? And I get it. I understand. But I also know that when you're working a nine to five, especially if you have kids, you do not have a lot of time. And so the time that you do have, you want to make sure that you're pouring that time into the things that are really going to move the needle in your business. And even if you're just hiring a VA for two to five hours a week to do some of the admin stuff that... Yes, you need to get done in your business, but aren't in your zone of genius. And frankly, your time is best spent someplace else. Why not do that? Things like scheduling emails, proofreading emails, scheduling social posts to some extent, sometimes responding to comments or like clearing spam comments, simple things like that, responding to emails, setting up calendars and schedulers. You don't actually need to spend any of your time on that work. So if you can spend $50 a week to pay someone else to do that for you so you don't have to. So you get two or three hours of your precious time back every single week, why not do it? I will tell you that it made such a huge difference for me when I had a VA working for me part time and that VA was Alexis, my daughter. At the time, Alexis was 16 when she started as my VA and I was paying her minimum wage. So find someone local and just teach them the tasks that you need them to accomplish for you. So I had Alexis and she was doing about five hours or so a week during the school week because she's still a high school student. Then in the summer, she was with me 20 hours a week. And then one of her classmates also helped at 20 hours a week. So I basically had a full-time employee and oh my gosh, was that a game changer for me in my business. Just the amount of admin work that I was able to push off of myself and onto them. They handled customer service. They would set up landing pages for me. They would schedule emails for me. It got to the point where they were even editing my videos because I had created a course on YouTube. And so I just had them go through the course that I made, which taught them everything they needed to do to implement our YouTube strategy. And it just freed up so much time for me to focus on other things in my business, like solving people's problems, right? Which the bigger the problem, that you can solve in your business for people, the right people, the more money that you can make. So to bring this all together, I really want you to see sort of the common themes of my recommendations here. So number one, get help. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't have to be a slog. It doesn't have to be a grind. It's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a challenge, but there are so many things that you can do to get support so that it is not as challenging. For you as it will be if you don't get help. And then the second big theme is to really be intentional about what you're doing in your business, the type of business that you want to start, the type of people that you want to help, and the types of products and services that you want to offer. Know those things as you are building out your business so that every single thing that you're doing is with intention. It supports your overall business goals, and that will help you grow a profitable business so much. Faster. So those are my top tips if you're building your business from scratch, if you're looking to scale to six figures in 2021, those are my biggest and best recommendations for you. And if you'd love to work with me and my team to support you on your journey to building your profitable freedom business, then head on over to onebighappylifecom life.com forward slash coaching and apply to my Ascend Incubator because I would love to support you on your journey to building your freedom business. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me here today on the Wealth Life Balance podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. Until next time, keep taking those small actions every day that bring you closer to building your freedom business and living your best life on your terms. See you next time.